Welcome back to Freedom Fridays. In this episode of Freedom Fridays, we are going to attempt to answer the question, what should I do on Good Friday? Now, not so much focusing on, you know, should I go to a Good Friday service? Should I work? Should I not work? Um, although that is included. But a lot of times we think of either on Good Friday or this could um, transfer into what things are acceptable to do on Sundays, uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, if your church has two services between the services, if your service, if church only has one service after the morning service or the service that you attend, what is it appropriate to do? Well, being this is Good Friday, uh, that this is going to air, we are going to deal with, first of all, what should I do on Good Friday? Because Good Friday is a very specific uh, observance, and so in order to answer that question, we need to go back to what is the significance of Good Friday? Well, Good Friday the significance of that is that is the day that Jesus gave up his life on the cross, was tortured, and died for us. So when we look at what happened on Good Friday, starting um, in the morning, based on the Jewish calendar, it would be um, that he, he was crucified. We've got Pilate asking them what's going on. Um, Pilate is trying Jesus after Jesus was tried through the night in an illegal trial with the Sanhedrin. And we've got him... Um, trying him on in the morning. Uh, verse 28 of John chapter 18, Then they led him from Caiaphas into the praetorium, and it was early, and they themselves did not enter into the praetorium, so they would not be defiled, but might eat the Passover. So this is the day of the Passover. Jesus has eaten the Passover a day early with his disciples, and uh, so this is the day of the Passover. Therefore Pilate went out to them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? Uh, and we know what was going on there. They were drumming up charges against Jesus, uh, trying to make it seem like to Pilate that he was trying to overthrow the Roman government and that he was making himself out to be a king instead of Caesar. Pilate uh, examines him and says, no, I don't think that's the case because this guy doesn't even think his kingdom is here on earth. And so I don't find any guilt there. It's not like he's trying to overthrow the government. His his followers aren't even fighting. And so this this is not based on that. Pilate realizes that it's from jealousy that they have turned him over to him. And so he attempts to release Jesus by having him scourged, which in of itself is an absolutely horrible um, punishment. They would use the cat of nine tails and 
I'm not going to go into all the details, but suffice it to say that the scripture says he didn't even hardly look like a man afterward. You couldn't recognize him. Um, it just grates your your uh, skin off and shreds it, and it it's just absolutely horrible. Some people at the end of forty lashes, which they was the absolute maximum amount that was allowed some people would be disemboweled after 40 lashes it was just that gruesome <clears throat> and so jesus goes through this um and then comes back in front of them and Pilate says hey who do you want me to release to you you've got a custom it's passover it's a celebration who do you want me to release to you this nasty criminal that's a murderer named Barabbas that nobody seems to like, or Jesus, whom everybody seems to like other than the chief priests and the leaders. And he's thinking, because this is jealousy, the people are going to call for Jesus, especially after seeing him scourged. They're going to be compassionate, and they're going to call for Jesus. Well, it doesn't happen. The chief priests stir up the people and they call out for Barabbas and then they ask that Jesus be crucified. They actually demand that Jesus be crucified. And the scripture says that Pilate allowed it because there was starting to be a riot and he didn't want to be um, subject to the Roman authorities when a riot comes out under his um rule and so he turns him over to be crucified um verse 16 of chapter 19 of john so he then he handed him over to them to be crucified they took jesus therefore and he went out bearing his own cross to the place called the place of a skull which is in which is called in hebrew golgotha there they crucified him and with him two other men, one on either side, and Jesus in between. And the crucifixion itself was absolutely horrendous. Uh, the, the Roman soldiers were very versed and very uh, trained in torture. And the crucifixion was a form of torture so that when someone was crucified, someone else would see that form of death and not want to do the same offense. And uh, so Pilate puts the, the charge over top of his head that he was the king of the Jews, and they crucified him. Now, when you died from crucifixion, you died a horrible death. You, you died of one of two things, either exposure um, with you know, being out on the cross, almost completely naked, and um, other than a, a few coverings, and just out there in in the weather, and um, having been beaten and such, you just succumb to exposure. The other thing that people would die from during a crucifixion was suffocation. Um, when they put the cross in the ground, they did not do it gently. They, on purpose, did it roughly so that when they tipped the person up and then let the cross slam down into the hole, it would pull their shoulders and other areas out of joint so that they would not be able to breathe. And then they would, in order to breathe, they would have to push up on that spike that was through their legs 
and um, get a breath and speak and then succumb to the pain and um, not be able to breathe for a while again. And so if someone would either succumb to the pain completely or just was not um, strong enough to maintain that rhythm, they, they would die of suffocation. That's why the scripture says that when they wanted them off the cross before the Sabbath, they broke their legs other than Jesus because he was already dead. So they would break their legs so they could no longer push up and it would hasten their death so that they would definitely be the ones that died of suffocation and not the exposure. And uh, so that was that's what's happening. And then when you think about who it's happening to, it is happening to Jesus. We call him Jesus Christ. Christ is actually the title. That's the Greek word for Messiah. And so he is the Messiah. He is Jesus who is our Messiah. And by being the Messiah, he's the promised one of God to um, change the hearts of the people to change their hearts back toward God, to change their hearts so that they didn't have a heart of stone, but a heart of flesh. And uh, he, they believed he was the one who was going to come at that time to um, restore their national sovereignty from Rome and to um, put down the Roman rule. Um, and so that, when we think about that Jesus came to save us from our sins, and we know on this side of it, um, based on what Jesus taught and, and such, that he was our sacrificial lamb on Passover, and he was our atoning sacrifice that would atone for our sins and and that would pay the penalty that we cannot pay because of our sin nature. And when you think of all the things that our Lord and Savior went through, um, it can be overwhelming. Um, if you watch through a movie that depicts it, and all of them fall short in some way, um, you'll quite often come to the crucifixion scenes and see some tears welling up because it is so overwhelming emotionally. And when you think about what he went through for us, and we don't even have a, a good depiction of it because uh, the ratings on it would not allow it to be shown on the on the screen because it just was so gruesome. And so when you think of all those things, Quite naturally, many people think, well, this is a day of uh, being solemn. This is a day of mourning. This is a day of um, remembering what he did for us, which is going to cause uh, us to be, uh, to, to feel some emotions of hurt and as well as possibly some anger and such. And so many people would hold to this as this is something we need to focus on the cross and focus on what he went through. And there's nothing wrong with those things. And it, it, some of this depends on your relationship with Christ. 
First and foremost, are you a believer in Jesus Christ? Have you put your faith and trust in him? If you asked him to save you from your sins um, because you realize your offense to God and that you need a savior, um, or are you someone who isn't sure and isn't a believer? If you're in that second camp, uh, not only would I uh, encourage you to look at this more closely in what he did, how you treat Good Friday is not going to change your status with your relationship with God. It's not going to change your relationship to eternity. Um, it is. It is not going to benefit you or necessarily harm you unless unless you're talking about uh, sinful things if you are a believer in christ which i'm assuming most of the people who are listening to this podcast are then we think wow i don't want to um defraud the good friday celebration or observance i don't want to um make it seem light because it's not, it's a very real thing. And some would say, yes, but, and here's the key here, we're on the other side of Easter Sunday. We understand that even though the disciples and the larger group of disciples and the, the women who were disciples even though they were mourning Friday, they mourned Saturday on into Sunday morning until they found the resurrection, their mourning was because of their misunderstanding of the gospel. Their mourning was because of their loss. They didn't quite understand that Jesus had to die so that they could have life. They, they, they heard it, but it didn't quite sink in until the resurrection. And then, they, then it started to come together. The lights started to come on. Jesus taught them further. And, and they, they started to realize, oh, he had to do this. Because we have a sin nature that cannot be atoned for without a righteous sacrifice. And he is the only righteous sacrifice that could be. And so... On this side of Good Friday, we realize that although what Jesus went through was a very horrible, nasty act that causes us to have anxiety over what he went through for us and over the depth of our sin, which is a good thing, um, we realize that without Friday, uh, we'd be in some serious trouble. Because without Good Friday, the reason we call it Good Friday and not the most horrible worst Friday ever is because of the fact that Friday paid for our sin. We should celebrate this as a victory. Because Jesus conquered our sin. Now, we usually celebrate on Sunday, which is 
the resurrection day or Easter because we see the culmination of that through the resurrection that death could not hold him because he was the righteous sacrifice and such and all of that that plays together. But without Friday, there would have been no need for Sunday. So even though Friday we think of, oh, Jesus is in the tomb, but not anymore. When we think of Friday, we don't need to to dwell on, although it's good to remain cognizant of the torture that he went through for us, um, because that helps us in repaying back to him our our love and our duty that because he paid for our sins, we don't just heap sin upon sin. However, when we look at Friday, we don't need to just look at the punishment and the torture that he went through, but look at the atonement. This is such a picture of the atonement and how the veil was torn in two between the outside and the inside into the most holy place so that it's showing that because of Friday, we have direct access to God. Now, I'm I'm starting to get a little bit excited here because that's the true meaning of Friday. The disciples and the the ladies didn't understand it yet, so they were mourning. But on our perspective that we do see this, we can celebrate Friday. It sounds kind of crass to say that we can celebrate the crucifixion of our Lord except for the fact that the crucifixion of our Lord saves us from our sin so that we do not have to face an eternity in hell and damnation. That will put some spring in your step. We don't need to go through Good Friday with our heads hanging down all somber and distraught because Jesus died on that day and although it's a good reminder, there's the flip side that we know. That because of that day, because of his sacrifice, and because of uh, the nastiness of our sin and that he had to die, we get the grace of God and the mercy of God all in one package through salvation, which is for today, for tomorrow, and for our future eternal salvation where we're with Christ in heaven. It's not just about heaven or hell. It's about completely redeeming our lives. We now can have the Holy Spirit because of it. We now uh, can have, have the possibility of pleasing God instead of living in a sin nature. I mean, we could go on and on, but for the sake of time, I want you to realize now— the same principle as last week is going to come into play. If you're not doing this out of faith, then work through that first. But I want you to understand that just because you celebrate this day does not make you any worse. It doesn't make it sacrilegious because you celebrate on Friday. You don't have to be distraught because already rose. 
and the payment is already done. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week on Freedom Fridays. (music) 